This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. Check out their interactive workshops, events, leadership coaching blog, and more at www.kingdomatwork.com or follow them on all major social media platforms. Kingdomatwork.com. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him today as we broadcast you from... Lubbock, Texas, the site of the Kingdom Leadership Workshop, which is this week just transforming lives, not because they are teaching radical brand new things. No, because Solomon said it 3,500 years ago, 3,000 years ago, there's nothing new under the sun, but kingdomatwork.com, they understand that when a kingdom leader engages in a kingdom style, then a kingdom culture emerges within the organization that they lead and the kingdom of God advances. We'd love for you to check out kingdomatwork.com and the future kingdom leadership workshops coming up in 2019. Get out there right now. Check them out online, kingdomatwork.com. Now, travel with us as we spend time in Lubbock, Texas today, but we're going to take a just a jaunt across the pond to Wales. Our first guests for today are Julian and Sarah Richards. They run a church, but it's not like you think. They run a church there in Swansea, Wales. I'll let them tell it better because I'm sure they say it better and I probably just embarrass myself. But you can check Julian and Sarah Richards out online, cornerstonechurch.co.uk. Cornerstonechurch.co.uk. Julian and Sarah Richards, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you for having us. Hi. We're excited to have you guys here today. Let's just, just, let's just jump right in. How did you guys become followers of Jesus? Go ahead, Sarah. Go you first. Ladies first. <laughs> well, um, my parents became Christians when I was about eight years of age. And um, none of my family or grandparents had ever known God. And um, when they became Christians, I just saw such a change in their life at the age of eight. And I didn't know what it was. There were people around the house talking about Jesus and hanging out together. And then they took me to... Um, a film, The Cross and the Switchblade. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that fantastic <laughs> As, uh, telling my age. And then um, sitting in that film, I just realized, you know, what had happened to them. And um, although they didn't have the same lifestyle, and I just gave my life to the Lord and have followed him ever since. And been, it's, you know, it's been an amazing journey. Mm. Fantastic. Julian, what about you? How did you become a Jesus follower? Well, I wasn't brought up in a Christian home. I went to church around about the age of 16. My parents had a christening or something. Uh, there was an event. I can't remember exactly what it was. They didn't go either, but we had to go uh, for some reason. And I asked myself this question, if God was alive, he would be here. And in my 16-year-old naivety, I thought he wasn't. So I said, God doesn't exist. So from the age of 16 to my early 20s, I was an atheist. And then walking through uh, a, a, on a walk in a, in a beautiful castle in Wales, I'm walking through the woods on a Tuesday um, in 1982, and I just had an encounter with God. It was as if God opened my eyes to know that he existed. I saw in, not physically, but I saw in my own heart and realized the awesome power of God. And um, I felt uh, this, this kind of resonance within my heart where I felt God was saying to me, Julian, uh, proclaim my name to all people, abandon yourself to me, and I'll meet your needs. And in that moment, I knew that God existed. And um, my life changed. And uh, three or four months later, after reading the Bible every single night on my own, I ended up um, at a church and uh, discovered that what the man was preaching about on a Sunday night was the same Jesus I was reading about in the Bible was the same person that I met in that woods. And that was the start of my journey. That's fantastic. I love that. All right. So we'll jump forward to cornerstonechurch.co.uk. What's that all about? 
Go ahead. Don't fight, guys. This is radio. We can't see well, you. Uh, They're looking at each other. Go ahead, Sarah. In, um, uh, once Julie and I met and we got together, our, our passion really was for evangelism. How many just, years have you guys been married? Have we just... uh, 33, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, 30 something yeah. like that. <laughs> A long time. Give or take, right? Um, yeah, we, we, we met really involved in evangelism, which um, for both of us, we just had such a passion for seeing the life-changing message of Jesus taken into the workplace, into the community, into family. And so we were involved in um, going to churches and helping them uh, relate to their community and get the message of Jesus out there. And so we, we did that for maybe seven years or so. And then we felt God call us to go to Swansea. We worked for a church that, you know, we helped this church kind of restart. And then after that, we felt God call us to the north of the city. There was a lot of social need and deprivation. Um, a lot of people kind of marginalized on the fringe of society and no kind of active young church. So we pioneered Cornerstone Church, just Julian and myself, seven young people. And we just started in our front room in the north of Swansea and uh, just started serving the community. Um, you know, the church grew. We were very involved in helping people uh, connect with the community through their workplace, through schools, through education. And uh, that's how we started the church. So why are you here in Lubbock, Texas, Julie? I mean, I mean, OK, Swansea is a long ways from here. Seven hour, seven hour time zone difference. What brings you to Lubbock, Texas? Well, we were invited to come here because uh, we got friendly with Rick and Holly um, Beatenbar um, as a little while ago. They, we invited them to come and speak at a Welsh Assembly Government uh, dinner for business leaders on the place of business leaders and uh, the workplace and the connection with the church. Uh, and because uh, back home, we are passionate about the church person, the congregational member, the Christ follower, engaging and ministering for Jesus in the workplace uh, on a Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, right through the week. Uh, Ministry doesn't happen on a Sunday alone. It is Jesus's world, God's world. And uh, in a sense, Sunday is an equipping time to release people. And so Rick and Holly gave an amazing um, address at a business lead, business, Christian business leaders lunch. And uh, they kind of connected with our passion. And I think we're, they just invited us back. So they, I, I love that you guys connected. Were you guys part of their European kingdom leadership workshop as well? Yeah, I spoke at that. And uh, I spoke on um, a talk there that helped re- reveal Jesus in all the different spheres of influence outside of the uh, meeting, church meeting. You know, it's... Here in the States, there's not a lot of pastors that would come to a leadership workshop specifically focused on connecting faith and work. Yet you guys seem to really already understand the job of the the equipping position of the pastor in the church. As you guys as a pastoral team equip people to take their faith out into the marketplace each and every day. Talk to us about the, the, the climate for Christianity there in, in Wales. What's it like? Well, I think some of our passion for the workplace has come because of our journey and the climate in Wales. So when we started the church back in 1991 with seven young people, secularism had really been... People don't, didn't go to church. They didn't want to go to church. They didn't like church. They'd left church. People would say, done church, and that's it. Some pe- people would say, why don't people go to church? Because they've already been once. Mm. 
and they didn't want to come again. So the only way we're going to be able to fulfill the mission of Jesus through the church was actually to equip every single church member, and at the time we only had seven, every single <laughs> church member to be effective on a Monday morning mm-hmm. and, in, and bring the ministry and the presence and the power and the word of Jesus into the space of their influence and where God had called them to. And basically for most people, that was work. And so that's where our passion came from. So, you know, Jim, I, I am sure that you're like me. We're getting kind of excited just hearing that because for so you, you look to see what I'm hearing you say is that you looked for an opportunity to say, well, where will people meet Christ? Where will people be able to get influenced and, and see the work of Jesus? And you, you took logic and just said, you know, our people are going to go to work. So let's help equip them for that. So how has that, um, how, what have you seen as a result? Well, I think um, with starting the church, we, we felt a call to create a church that related to the community, was relevant um, to our culture. And so we realized that the front line isn't the pastor. The front line is the people who are in work every day with their family or if they're caring for somebody or, um, you know, if they're in the workplace. And so the front line is the people out there mixing every day with congregation. And when we started the church, less than 2% of uh, the UK um, go to church. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's still similar now. But recent studies have shown there's a great turning back towards people finding faith, finding Jesus. They're still disconnected from church. But there's a huge percentage and about 34% of people say they have a... Um, Christian friend who they would like another conversation with about Jesus and when you break that down to where do they have that conversation it's in work or with a family member the number of people who've had a conversation about Jesus with a pastor is less than one percent and so we know the front line really is each of us every day in our workplace in our community that's where it happens Uh, Julian let me just ask this question so Sarah just said that less than two percent of people are going to church and, and not that going to church is like this magical thing, because a lot of the churches there aren't really talking about Jesus anyway. So just like here, a lot of churches aren't really focused on, you know, being a radical follower of Jesus. But yet you, while we were getting prepared for the interview today, you talked about a lot of really awesome things that God is doing in the marketplace, out there in the workplaces of Wales uh, and the area of Swansea where you guys are, and I'm sure all over the country. Talk to us about what you've seen God do and how you've seen God take the everyday believer in their workplace and put them into action as ambassadors of Jesus. Yeah, well, things have really begun to shift and change, but it hasn't happened overnight. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we had to recognize is if people aren't going to come to church to discover Christ, we have to mobilize the church to go to everyday people to reveal Christ, right? begin a walk with him. So one of the things we began to do is serve, just serve our community. Uh, care for them, uh, projects, helping kids read, um, counseling courses, anything, adult education courses, how to learn holiday Spanish. If, if, if we can teach you, we can help you, we'll do it. So the first thing is mobilizing the whole church to engage in this ministry that was outside of a meeting. And it sounds like relevancy. I, I, that's a word I put for that. You're trying to make the church relevant to the community. Being relevant was absolutely essential for us. We, and, and people ask this question, why are doctor's surgeries full and the church is empty in Wales? Well, because doctors are meeting people's felt need. And when we engage with people's felt need and where they are every day, we suddenly become relevant. Hmm. And you can become relevant before a word comes out of your mouth when you touch people's need and somebody's pain. 
But then we recognize that actually um, most people spent their time uh, not volunteering, but in the workplace. Uh, so that so that the greatest people contact time was that nine to five experience, and so we really needed to begin to equip people and open people's eyes that that was their mission field, that was their first calling, and so they would didn't didn't go to work just to earn the money to pay the bills, but they went to work to be an ambassador for Jesus, to build uh, to love everybody that was there, build a relationship be an example, be open about their faith, to provoke conversations and begin to journey with people that they may actually, out of the quality of their lives, people may be inspired and provoked to discover this Jesus that means so much and has such an impact upon their friends now who are their colleagues. Sarah, you know, one of the things we, you've got I don't know what your statistics are in Wales as far as the percentage of women in the marketplace versus men in the marketplace. But here in the States, it's 55% of the workforce is, is women. How are you seeing um, the, the engagement of women taking on their workplace as a mission field versus men taking on their work, workplace as a mission field? Does it seem like it comes, it makes more sense to, to men or to women or do they both get in it at the same time? Oh, we found this um, just equal the same, men and women. It's amazing how people are taking their faith in the workplace, being encouraged to uh, share and be a friend, but also praise. We've seen uh, a great um, move of healing in Wales, which is in, in community, the school gate, in the workplace. So many of our friends will say, you know, they went to work, they prayed for a colleague, they got healed. Um, another friend was, uh, her cleaner arrived and she was just leaving for work and the cleaner was in a collar because she, you know, fallen downstairs, hurt her neck. So she prayed for the cleaner. She got totally healed, took the collar off, cleaned her house. Um, there's another young girl um, working as a secretary. She went into the washroom to find a colleague bent over in pain who's um, an atheist. And she said, would you like me to pray for you? Shall I try anything at this stage? Prayed for her, back was totally healed. We have these stories every day where we're just helping as a church to equip people to share their faith in a friendship manner and to pray for healing um, for the sick. And we found men and women, it's equal. And we've just seen thousands of people in this last year. We've been helping people share their faith. And we've seen over 4,000 people give their lives to Jesus on, on the street, just chatting with ordinary members of the congregation who've now been so encouraged by sharing their faith and mm-hmm. seeing people turn to God that they're encouraged in the workplace with their neighbor, with their friend, like never before. And we found, you know, statistically, um, with the people like responding to Jesus on the street, it's, it's a kind of blank canvas generation of people who've not known church at all. And so we found 52% of those responding are men and 48% of those are women. And so historically, the decline of um, church has been uh, seen as... Um, you know, elderly ladies in an empty building, but uh, what's happening now in Wales is is turning that around. So I would say it's is equal for men and women. Mm, that is so exciting. And I can't wait to dive into it a little bit more. But for our listeners who might have just tuned in, we are speaking with Julian and Sarah Richards, and they are here all the way from um, Wales and here visiting um, for the Kingdom at Work um, event that we are here for and going to be sharing more of that. And they, you can find out more about them. And that's one of the things you guys mentioned to us. There's a lot of resources on your website. So as people, their interest might be piqued about what you're talking about they want to hear more, um, 
they can go to cornerstonechurch.co.uk and learn more, research it there. Um, I believe you said there's even videos or and stories or things that they can read to learn more about what you're um, experiencing there. Talk to us about, uh, Julian, we'll go to you for this question. Talk to us about the the community impact. Swansea, how big of a community is Swansea? It's 250,000. Okay, so it's not a small community, but about the size of Lubbock, Texas. Okay, uh, probably, as I could tell from Sarah, probably a little more moist than it is here in uh, Texas because Sarah's still getting used to this uh, dry desert, uh, high desert. <laughs> Talk to us about the impact of the community. I mean, if you've had 4,000 new believers uh, in Swansea and you look at that impact, that's got to start a ripple effect. Talk to us about what's going on. Actually, that's across the whole of Wales. And what, okay. what right. we're finding is there's a couple of things going on. Uh, we're working together in unity in Wales. So the churches are coming together. So we have a network of over 800 leaders in their churches from all different denominations. Wow. And we're focusing on these three things, leadership that builds healthy mission, uh, leadership that builds healthy church that does mission well. And for us, th- mission is the words that we say. It is the power of the healing because that's what Jesus did. But it's, it is actually in the second incarnation. It's serving beyond the church meeting in the world. And whether that's community work or in the business world, or in the arts or in the media. It is this engagement of the church. And so we've been tracking together now for about eight years, helping leaders build churches that does this form of mission, which is words that are relevant and helpful and appropriate Mm -hmm. that reveal Christ. Words or works? Words. 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 All right. Then there's power, healing. Um, And we're seeing thousands of people being healed across Wales at the moment. And then there's this, what we call, or many people call the second incarnation. Jesus came as a body and God sent him into the world. And Jesus said, so, so as the father sent me, so I send you. So he sends us as a body into the world. Mm-hmm. And the church isn't a building and it isn't a meeting. It's a body in the world that is sent to bring his life to every sphere of influence in the world. And so for about eight years now, um, hundreds of churches have been collaborating and working together across Wales to develop leadership that does healthy churches that does this mission well. That is why we're beginning to see thousands of people respond. So when we go out and share our faith together as a church, there was one point during the course of the summer, 300 people an hour were responding to Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. And many people were being healed as well. Now, what we have to remember is that is in a nation where 15 years ago, if you said you went to church or you're Christian in a party or something or in the workplace, people would take a step back. I mean, people were not, they were not neutral about Christianity or church. They were antagonistic towards it. Secularism had really bitten now, when you talk about faith or offer prayer or offer healing, people don't walk back. They lean in. Wow. They so say, what brought that transformation, Julian? We got, a, we got a minute left in this segment. What brought that transformation? Sarah? I think partly community. We ran a project called The Gap, serving young people, dropped out of school, helping them to retrain for uh, the workplace and, and education training. That kind of happened all across Wales. So churches became connected with the everyday world outside of a church meeting. Mm. And that has formed the, the pathway where when you chat to people, they're not antagonistic 
second they stick to church because you know they that's where they learned computer or their child went to you know a club or something yeah. so it's working with the community that it created um a friendship and a warmth and an openness and there's just a you know people are hungry and as christians we just have to be brave now and just be brave to share our faith so you brought relevancy you brought authenticity you served your community selflessly and all of a sudden people started saying, Hey, there's something different there. And they were attracted to it and they found out that Jesus was behind all of it. Absolutely. Right across Wales. So it's not just us as Cornerstone, but this um, group Julian's called, it's called New Wine Wales. And this is happening right across the nation. That's why we're seeing people come to faith and healing right across the nation at this time. All right. Excellent. We're out of time, but I want to thank you. And I want to say, let's do a show from Wales one day. <laughs> Julian and Sarah Richards, thank you so much for being on I Work for thank Him today. You. Thank you. It's been thank a pleasure. Thank you very much. Check them out online, cornerstonechurch.co.uk, cornerstonechurch.co.uk. Reach out to them. Maybe you can learn something from them as we have. We're right here on location in Lubbock, Texas, the site of the 2018 Kingdom Leadership Workshop hosted by kingdomatwork.com. That's kingdomatwork.com. The Kingdom Leadership Workshop is a place where you as a kingdom leader can engage in learning a kingdom style so that a kingdom culture can emerge within your organization and the kingdom of God can advance. If you, as a Christ-following business owner or leader, really want to explore how, what does it mean for you to live out your faith and your work, to be a, a leader that is Jesus-centered, that impacts and loves your people, yet produces an outstanding product and runs an extremely efficient and profitable company, you really need to come experience a Kingdom Leadership Workshop. Come to Lubbock, Texas in 2019. Three different opportunities for you to experience the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. Kingdomatwork.com. That's kingdomatwork.com. All right. From the first half of the show where we spent it in Wales with Julian and Sarah Richards. Now we hop to a different part of Europe. We got across the English Channel to the Netherlands or Holland, but they're really, there's two different sections. It's not all Holland. It's really all the Netherlands, but really they, if you depends on where you talk to people from, they'll either say they're from Holland or from the Netherlands. They often don't say both. That's but they're what I've not learned. from Texas. They're not from Texas. And, and they'll you'll be able get to that. tell that <laughs> we've got Volkert mouse. I don't really can't say that again. I'm going to call him Volkert. Oh, you from got here a on thumbs up. up. And we've got Ronald Platt. That one's a little easier. Both these guys from an area within an hour of Amsterdam. These guys are living out their faith and doing what they're doing each and every day. And I can't wait for you to hear their stories. Ronald and Volkert, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. You can't shake your head on radio, guys. It's okay to talk now, It's okay to talk. That's right. Okay. All right. I want to first start with your Jesus story. How did you become a Jesus follower? Ronald, you start start with us first. How did you become a follower of Jesus? Well, I I was uh, studying for an uh, auditor to become an auditor and a tax advisor. So would that be like a CPA here in the States? Okay. That's right. That's right. And, uh, well, in Holland... Well, you you go you you go with the flow, and, and they train you to become like the world. So I had everything I I, I well one could desire a, a big car and, and 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 a good position in the company, uh, but inside I was feeling very empty and mm. uh, I was not happy at all. And suddenly, uh, uh, some guy uh, who I knew uh, asked me to to go uh, to church to a, to a men's meeting. And in that men's meeting, the, the Holy Spirit touched me quite uh, d- dramatically. And uh, he set me free from, uh, well, addictions and uh, on the spot. And I received rest inside, rest. Mm. And I started to cry for half an hour. 
and in Holland it's not done to cry as a man <laughs> I don't know if it's here also in Texas but yeah <laughs> so uh, it was very unusual for me uh, but he set me free and I, I received inner peace and, and uh, joy uh, which I did not experience at all uh, and I was 29 years old at that time so I became a, a, a Jesus follower uh, from that start Wow. Okay. Volker, tell us some of your story. How did you become a follower of Jesus? Now, I, I was born and raised in, uh, in church. Uh, I'm from a Dutch Christian family, and um, I, I knew about God. And I, also from my childhood, I can remember that I, I could hear his voice. But I'm from an entrepreneur family, and uh, that's in my blood. So I wanted to do business, and, and I wanted to be, uh, build a big business. So I was working very hard. And my wife is the same. She has her own business also. So that um, that uh, made, made things that we grew apart. And actually, to make a very long story short, we grew apart. And one day in, in um, March 2006, I can remember it as the day of yesterday, she called me and she said, we, can, we cannot go on like this. And uh, I really want to divorce you. And uh, for me, uh, this was uh, like a wake-up call because I, I, I lost, I think I lost my faith. I, I haven't heard about from God in years because I was so busy building my business mm -hmm. that there was no time for God. So, But at that moment, this was my wake-up call because I didn't want to divorce my wife. I loved her and I knew we had some troubles, but this was not what I wanted. I Actually, it came to my mind, we were in church before God, and I was promising him that I would stick with my wife for the rest of my life. So I cried out to God from my heart, and I said, Lord, wh where the, did I go wrong? And I know now this is a very dangerous question to ask the Lord, because because <laughs> <laughs> he'll answer that question. Yes, he, he answered it. And uh, maybe you uh, know that when people almost die, they see like a movie, before their eyes and he showed me they, this movie before my eyes the wrong decisions the bad stuff that I was doing and uh, and then he, he spoke to me and he said you can live your life like this it's your own choice but then you will lose everything you think you have mm. or you can surrender your life to Jesus Christ and then I will help you so for me, that was not a difficult choice because I was in a crisis and I only wanted one thing. I wanted to surrender to Jesus. And uh, it was if there was a backpack of uh, 50 kilos uh, dropped off my shoulders and uh, I experienced the same piece as, uh, as Ronald uh, just told us about. Yes, this was, it was the beginning of a, a whole new adventure. And um, for me, I only wanted to follow Jesus from then on. That's fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So now that our listeners have gotten to just hear a little touch of your story of how you became Christ followers, what has brought you to here in Lubbock, Texas, from all the way far away where your homes are? Ronald, you first. Well, uh, in fact, Volkert uh, invited me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the Lord told me years ago, nine years ago, he, he said to me, you have to start your own business. And that was for me something completely new, which I did not expect. Um, and then the Lord told me that I, uh, in the future, I would, uh, he would use me to train people, business people, uh, to, uh, uh, well, 
to mold and to create their their company uh, and and work out the company um, uh, according to business principles from the word of God. Yeah. Um, well, if the Lord gives you such a, such a word, uh, you have to prepare. And uh, so I'm investing my time in the Word of God concerning uh, business principles, economic principles in the Word of God. So I knew uh, right away when Vogel invited me that I should invest time in this new movement of the Holy Spirit because I think it really is a new movement which has which uh, been started here at Kingdom at Work. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I am a, I'm a part of it and I can, yeah, I can learn and we can take the new knowledge we hear and implement that in in the Netherlands because that's very necessary. The Kingdom at Work is what we're talking about today here in iWorkFrame. We'd love for you to check out Kingdom at Work online, kingdomatwork.com. That's kingdomatwork.com. The Kingdom Leadership Workshop. You've got an opportunity to bring your leadership team here to Lubbock, Texas, three times in 2019. Kingdomatwork.com. Get signed up now. They're already starting to fill up. You can't come alone. You have to bring your leadership team, even if it just means it's you, and even not just, but if your leadership team is two people, you and your spouse that own a business. But if you've got a team, you need to come. They won't let you come alone because you can't implement kingdom change in your company. You need to have encouragement and somebody to walk alongside of you. Yeah, that's right. So um, we just are excited that there are future opportunities and they're seeing that this is becoming um, even greater and greater demand. So the the whole idea is being able to get a glimpse into a company that is really trying to walk out in obedience, what it looks like to be a kingdom business, and then um, take those ideas back. Actually, they get to hash them out even somewhat here at the table, That's right. which it's is a why workshop, it's a, a workshop and right. why you don't come alone. Because those times of um, hashing it out and saying, what could this look like in our company um, are the times where you get those action plans to take back to your company and start implementing. Because it is great to go to conferences and to hear new things, but if you never figure out how to implement them, you know, it's really, it boils down to a waste of time. And we don't want that for anybody because our time is very valuable, not only for our businesses, but for the kingdom. And so being able to take those um, ideas back, Jim, is really what it's all about. Volker, let me ask you a question. So you, you said that you're running a business. You've run a business now for, for many years, over a decade. What What is that business that you're running? I uh, I sell fish okay. from Holland. So uh, I sell fish uh, on the marketplace. Do you catch the fish or you just sell the fish? No, I sell them. Okay. So you're not you're actually driving the boat. You're just selling the fish. Okay. Yes. All right. So you're a wholesaler. You're a fish wholesaler. Yes. Okay. All right. Talk to us about why you're here in Lubbock, Texas. What is it about Kingdom at Work and the Kingdom Leadership Workshop that drew you to travel over 6,000 miles to be here? Now, for me, be, uh, in 2006, I was born again, like what I've shared. Mm-hmm. And then in 2007, uh, all things happened, of course. And God, I want to share because people are listening. God restored my marriage. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, awesome. yeah, that's great. You want to shout out to your wife and say thank you and I love you or something? Yes, I love you, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure there. Just, you know, right there. But this is also a great testimony mm. that on the day that we were married for 12 and a half years, on that day, our daughter was born. And uh, her name is Sarah, princess. And um, when I was driving back from the hospital, uh, the Lord um, spoke to me. The Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, I promise you that I would help you. 
and it was full circle. Everything was restored, and um, mm. so it's good to have God on your side. Right, so it is. So what brings you here to Texas? Yeah, so that was um, the the. I had a new guide, right? The Holy Spirit was guiding me also in my business because I needed to adapt uh, things. I needed to be honest. I can't, cannot tell any lies anymore about and think that you will sell more. So things uh, started to change. And then in 2007, uh, the Lord called me for ministry to speak, to prophesy, to speak. But I was not a speaker. I was not a good speaker, at least I thought. And God has always challenged you to, to do stuff that you cannot do, right? And he's going to help you to do it. But when he called me for that, I thought that was the only two options in my mind. was that, okay, so then I need to sell my business now and be like Matthew, like leave the tax box behind. And but Ronald's fuck. a tax guy. <laughs> a fish business. That example. So, so leave it. <laughs> so leave that behind and follow Jesus into ministry and that means that I will either become a pastor of a church or I will go to Africa and, and help the poor uh, kids there and when we come back you're going to get to hear the rest of that story as Volkert Mouse gets to tell you the story of how God took him through that process of trying to sell his business but mm, well you've heard it he's still selling fish today <laughs> We're going to hear more from Ronald and Volkert right after these messages. And you are listening to I Work For Him right here from Lubbock, Texas, site of the 2018 Fall Kingdom Leadership Workshop. We really want you to bring your team here. We want you to experience the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. Yeah, I just It will introduce you to an idea of what does it mean to run a kingdom company? What does it mean to be a kingdom leader? Because when a kingdom leader engages in a kingdom style, then a kingdom culture emerges within the organization and the kingdom of God advances. If you want to know more about that, you need to check out kingdomatwork.com. I can't, t- this is a ministry that we fervently believe in and it will set you up to move into some of the other ministries that we've told you about but just getting the idea introduced of what does it mean to run a kingdom company and to hear and experience it right from the the lips of the people that are doing it here at beaten bow homes and cornerstone it's just fantastic yeah so one of the things jim that i hope that our listeners have gleaned is just with all of the interviews that we've done while we've been here in lubbock is to just get in intrigued to check out more and to hear the stories that we've been sharing, whether they're from Texas, whether they're from um, Europe, across, you know, anywhere, um, God is working, God is moving. And what this particular workshop does is help people to take some practical ideas and say, you know what, this is something you can do back in your business, back in your workplace. And um, so it really is about changing that culture for the kingdom. And so I hope that our listeners have just gotten intrigued, check out the website, look at it for themselves, and maybe plan their budget for 2019 to include a trip to West Texas. West Texas. Low, it's north central West Texas. Okay, they but they get it. In the sense it. of the it's, big it's state. It's not Dallas. It's six hours from, to the west. from Dallas. There we go. Okay, so, okay, Volker, right before the break, you were talking about how you thought the, the Lord was calling you in the ministry. I thought you were going to have to sell your business. You're an entrepreneur, and you thought you are going to have to sell your business, yet nah, you're still running a fishing business today. Talk talk, talk with the, about the process the Lord brought you through to realize that you could be in ministry in your business. Yeah, but... F- 
first of all, I because I thought that my business was between me and God in the first place because of the the busyness of all everything that I had no time to spend time with my wife, with my family, and with God. So, but you can um, um, have a business and also uh, spend time with your family, and the balance needs to get, to come back. But I blamed my business in the beginning, so that is why I also wanted to sell, because I just wanted to um, do full time for God. Mm-hmm. And um, but my 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 mind needed of my thinking needed to change in that, and mm-hmm. God helped me because I was working in my business for a profit, for for stuff or for people, maybe for my father. Or, no, I've, I I've learned to do everything I do. Do it for God. So I, I don't work for money anymore in my business. I work for God. So you had a Romans 12, 2 moment and it's Colossians three twenty three realization. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you realized, wow, God needed to change the very way you think. And then to understand that whatever you do, you work for the Lord. Amen. And, and then the passion came back in my heart for mm-hmm. business. So that was really a transformation. And, and then uh, in, uh, I was at... Um, uh, a family camp from Prepare International in Austria. They organized that for all their European connections. And uh, Rick uh, Biedenbaugh and Holly Biedenbaugh were there also as guests. I think that's six years ago. Hmm. And uh, then I heard their testimony and their story about God uh, working through their company and uh, the process that he's been taking, the journey that he's been taking them on. And it was such an encouragement for me to hear that for the first time, um, that it's possible to, to, to build a kingdom business. Um, so I was thinking in boxes very much. Mm. Eh? Sunday I have church, and Monday it's business time. But God doesn't think in boxes. Right. It, it is 24-7. Following Jesus is 24-7. So tell us what that ha- how has that changed the way you do work within your business? So now when I work in my, I, I do everything together with, with, with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, if there, for, I can give you an example. Um, somebody, because God always speaks through people, right? Mm. Uh, and somebody uh, told me one day uh, that there was an opening for a new market in the city on Friday. And I was, at that time, um, I had a, a truck that could go there. So I... I, f- I thought, hey, I will follow this up. I, I thought I hear the Lord speak through uh, through this man, and I called uh, the the city uh, the, the the guy that is responsible for that marketplace, and but it was not uh, that was not uh, vacant anymore. So I thought, okay, so maybe I missed it. But then in the in the in the week, I met another guy who had also an opening. He said there is an opening for a fish business in this city. So I thought, oh, so I, I heard it is Friday and there is an opening somewhere not in that city. <laughs> so I followed up on that one and um, and I called and that man said, now, this, uh, there is an opening, but there's also a fish shop like 100 meters next mm-hmm. to that. So we first want to ask this man if he wants to expand and before we uh, uh, call in a competitive... <laughs> competitor mm-hmm. i said okay i can agree with that and but i in my heart i was talking to god i said lord you you promised me a, a new opening on friday and when i was thinking this in my mind the guy said 
But I have a friend who uh, also oversees uh, a Friday spot in another town in Lima. And you should call him. So I call that guy again. So it takes perseverance to yes, follow the Lord. Sure. Yes. And then I called him and then there was the opening. And then I'm st- I, I had a new opening, a new uh, place to sell my fish there. And actually it's a very special place because from there, that place, I uh, uh, met new people. Uh, and we even, there was a church in that town and we helped that church to start a Bible school there. So it's really so special. God has been using and getting involved in the intimate details of your business. Ronald Platt, let's talk about your, you're a tax accountant. You're a CPA mm-hmm. in, in state's language. Talk to us about how the Lord has shown you how to use your business to help just introduce people to Jesus. Well, um, that's not, not that difficult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I should tell something more about myself. Go ahead. Um, the Lord uh, told me seven years ago to um, to go out uh, to the to the city malls in Holland and just uh, well put a, sh- a chair in front of the uh, the entrance of the mall and um, invite people to sit on that chair for healing. Uh, we call it glory chair in Holland. <laughs> um, and what what the Lord has been doing is is that He used that, um, and it became like like a movement also in Holland. Lots of people are doing it now. Uh, they just go out on the streets uh, with the, with the healing station banner, uh, put it in front of shops, and start healing people outside of the church. Um, so that healing thing um, is also uh, being used in the business. Um, I'm also. Well, people rent me also as a consultant. Sure. So I see lots of businesses inside. I see, uh, the, well, the things are not going that well, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's not run uh, oftentimes by, by kingdom principles, of course. But if you if you can pray with, with people for, for healing, and, and, well, there are lots of people everywhere who need mm-hmm. healing. Absolutely. And business also. So what I find out is if, if you use the power of God to... Um, well, to meet the needs of people in, where they are in their businesses, or you have a prophetic word, Foucault is more in, in the prophetic thing uh, involved, or you have a prophetic word of destiny for someone or for, for his business, and you use the power of God and the revelation which God gives you, well, that opens the hearts of people right where they are. Most people will not ever come to a church building, so we have to go to them. Right, and and the Lord is using me also and and, and my business to to, um, yeah, uh, to give people an opportunity to meet a living God, right there on the on the working spot. How? So they are. So they're bringing. They're hiring you. They're bringing you in to look at their books and to look at their practices and to help them to be a better company. But you, you see that opportunity to really introduce them to the best uh, principal yeah. plan that they can, and that's through the kingdom, right? Yeah. Well, when they hire me, they uh, get a Trojan horse inside <laughs> <laughs> for the kingdom. That's <laughs> awesome. Greek mythology. If you're not sure what he's, feeling, what he's talking about, Greek awesome. mythology, Trojan horse. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're out of time. 
But it's amazing to hear how God is working all over mm-hmm. the world. And it's exciting to hear how God is working in the Netherlands and in, in the areas that you guys are, are, are focused on. And we just, we want to hear more of those stories. We want to hear more of, because it helps grow our faith. But I want to thank you too for traveling across here. I, I just hope that the time here at the Kingdom Leadership Workshop has been beneficial. But thank you so much to Volkert and to Ronald for coming and sharing your stories today. Okay, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Check us out online, kingdomatwork.com. That's where we're at, where we're at right here in Lubbock. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's definitely our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.